We celebrated St. David's Day this week on Friday. And we really wanted this uh, service to have a lot of Welsh in it and have a lot of that Welsh culture. But as we were discussing, Rachel and I and a few others, language, especially the Welsh language, we realised that actually language is a really polarising thing. It's one of those things that splits the room. So if I said the word Brexit, you would probably all go one way or the other. Language is the same. So while I speak this morning, you've actually got a little activity that you can do on each table. Each table has a phrase in different languages. So I don't know if one table wants to just hold up their paper. So as you can see in the back, there's a phrase on the pieces of paper. And what we're going to do this morning is we're going to build bridges with our language. So you ha also have blank paper on your tables and pens, crayons, whatever you choose to use. And paper cups, a stack of paper cups. So you can use a sheet of paper per part of the phrase. So if we use the English phrase, Jesus is Lord. So if you write Jesus on one piece of paper, is on the next, and Lord on the last one. And then build a bridge from your table to the crown in the middle of the room. So I, I don't know if there's a child on each table, but you might want to spread out. Does everyone get that? Is that... No? Okay. Well, we'll get it as we go along. So you can start writing on your pieces... Sorry. <laughs> on your pieces of paper. But as we were discussing language, the verse that came up for us was Revelations 7... Uh, Revelations chapter 7, verse 9. After this, I looked, and there before me was a great multitude that no one could count from every nation, tribe, people, and language, standing before the throne and before the Lamb. They were wearing white robes and were holding palm branches in their hands. They cried out in a loud voice, Salvation belongs to our God, who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. Now, there's a lot in this verse, a lot more than just a point of language, so I thought we would split this verse up this morning. We would start with uh, the first part. There was a great multitude. You could probably count quite easily how many people are in this room right now. We are a fair amount, but compared to a great multitude, we are very few. There's probably, what, about 30 people in this room right now? When you think there was a great multitude that was stood in front of the Lord, in front of the throne and the Lamb, it's a pretty impressive number, isn't it? They came from every nation, tribe, people, and language. So often Welsh people tend to pray, and they say, oh, we're praying in the language of the heavens. Well, Revelation tells us that quite clearly isn't true, is it? Because there were people there from every nation, tribe, and language. So how many languages do you think we have in this room? So, shall we start with the obvious, who speaks English? Great. Who speaks Welsh? Another perhaps popular one, who speaks French? So we're up to three languages. Who speaks Spanish? 
another popular language. Who speaks German? So that's, we're up to five languages. That's not many for a room, is it? I'm not sure, maybe you could throw out a few more, but that's not very many for a room our size. This multitude had so many languages. They had the language from every nation, tribe, and people. And notice what they were doing. They were wearing white robes and were holding palm branches in their hands. So maybe, kids, you can actually answer this little question. Does holding palm branches in their hands remind you of another Bible story? What Bible story? Yeah, the Easter story. So when Jesus rode into Jerusalem, they were holding palm branches. In first uh, century Jerusalem, palm branches were a symbol of victory. So here we have a multitude of people wearing white robes and holding a symbol of victory. We share that victory. We share that victory because of Jesus. And these people cried out in a loud voice. They cried out, salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. They became one voice united under the person of Jesus, despite their different languages. Here, language doesn't define these people. It doesn't make them different. Here we have one voice, one voice made up of many languages. Because Jesus unites us all. Jesus unites all the people of this planet. At the end of days, it doesn't matter what our nationality, skin color, gender, or language will be, because we will all declare that Jesus is Lord. So if you want to send up one person from each table with your phrase, we can have a look at some of them. We can have a look at some of the languages and we'll see if you can guess what some of the languages that we have in our great big world are. No, no shy people, come on. So there should be six. We have the obvious one right at the very end there. That's in English. Who can guess what the next one is? No? Nobody? It is Romanian. And the next one? It's French, yeah. The next one? The next one's kind of obvious. Welsh. Now this one is the more difficult one. Do you know what language that is? Hebrew. It's Hebrew. Yeah. And then the last one. It's Polish, yeah, Polish. So these were just some of the languages from our great nations that we picked out, six languages. Each of the languages have something small in common. These aren't languages that are used very often anymore. In fact, I dare you to find someone who can read Hebrew because no one reads Hebrew anymore. It's, it's not even taught in universities anymore. Um, Romanian and Polish are very uh, small-used languages in this country, and they are considered dying languages. And then Welsh, the, the, the one that we're all here for. Welsh, the dying language according to Google. So all of these languages have something in common. They define people. You can 
my lovely assistants can go sit down now in case you feel awkward up there. Um, they, they all define people. They make you who you are. But they're also languages that, that make us different. They don't unite us. They're all different. And uh, they're all languages that can create huge barriers. When I first came to Lighthouse, it was considered, like, in my family, pretty much an English church because there was, no, there was very little Welsh. And uh, it, was, it was one of those things that created a barrier. How do I worship God in my own language? How do I worship God in my heart language if there's not that, that space there? And it's also a language that creates barriers with work, with friends, with other people. You know, when you live in a, a community who potentially speak more English than they do Welsh, you end up thinking, what, what is there to my language? You know, how do I, I honour my language as well as honouring God? Well, we're doing that this morning, which I'm super glad that we're doing. We are creating a space for Welsh speakers to be able to worship God in their heart language. But the take home of this is language shouldn't define us because we are united in Jesus, whatever our language. We are united in Jesus, whatever our nationality whether we speak Polish, English, French, Romanian, whether we're still one of the few who speak Hebrew, it doesn't matter because we are all united under the person of Christ. And that's what your little bridges are going to show when we have six of them. That it doesn't matter what language you speak. It doesn't matter what's on your piece of paper. Jesus unites us. And at the end of days... Whatever we speak, we will be able to declare, Jesus is Lord. Mariesi and Argloith, or Jesus es Señor. Jesus je panem, nei, Isus est Domnul. Thank you. <laughs>